I go, really? I go, really? I go, is this your first fucking time processing a scene? Is this your first time? FT- no, not you. I know it's your first time. Him. Right. The FTO guy training guy. you. FTO. Have you never processed a shooting scene before? Because typically we don't have the cars drive through all of the evidence. What That's did he kind say? of a faux pas. He just shut up. Buddy. Hey, how's it going? It's good. Welcome to episode 14. 14. It's... 14. I am Mike Marazzo. Oh, do, do we get to be Nortanios because it's 14? Dar- and, and Did you say Dar- no, D'Artagnan? No, no, Nortanios. I don't know it's what that 14. is. So it's a it's a northern gang, uh, criminal street gang here in, typically in the West Coast. Okay. Uh, they associate with red. They're tied to the prison gang, uh, Nuestra Familia. Okay. And uh, they're colossal pieces of shit. Says Brandon Silvera over there on the West Coast. Yes. It's okay. I've All told right. I've told Norteños this to their faces. They, they know well, I'm I just feel. identifying you like we do at the beginning of each show. Oh, okay. Mike Morazzo, Brandon Silvera, West Coast crime fighter dealing yeah. with the... Say that name again. Norteño. Norteño, that's the 14s, like yeah. the MS-13s, it's just one step up? Well, see, MS-13 is something totally different. No, I know, yeah. But they do, like, it, do, the gang culture out here is super, like, interesting. <laughs> are, are, there, are there 12s somewhere? Because we got the 13s and the 14s. No, so 12 is us, apparently. The cops are 12. Yes. So, oh. like, so like during all the, the rioting, you would see, like, you know, like, oh, fuck 12, and a cab and... Dude, it took okay. me like it took me no joke a week to figure out what a cab actually meant. A <laughs> cab, the uh, all killers. No, no, all cops are bastards. That's what it means. All cops are bastards. Yeah. Okay. So I thought it was at first. I was like, all cops are bad. Bad asses. Well, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, well, you kind of <laughs> leaving it wide open there. Right. And then I was like, no, that's. I mean, even for the dum dums that are coming up with this stuff, like that's that's too. That's leaving the door too open for us. All right. like, well, maybe it's all cops are bitches. Maybe it's that, and then mm. someone and then someone like yelled while I was on a <laughs> on a skirmish line of like, "All oh, cops are bastards." I'm like, "Really? That's it? Wow. Like that's the best insult that's... you guys have?" I had to look up, uh, like, because I was always, I, I couldn't figure out. They're like, "Oh, fuck twelve, fuck 12. I'm like, I, "Where are you right, getting twelve? Right? I don't know what that before. A, apparently, that. it goes like way back to like that was. Um, Someplace somewhere, that's how they like identified their <laughs> upon their, a time no, somewhere. their narcotics units were like okay. twelve. Not, they don't yell five zero because no, Hawaii five zero. Like, that's where yeah. they got that from. Yeah, no, it wasn't I, like, a show that referenced twelve. Oh, actually, Adam twelve. Yeah, I, that might I, be where I it started. I don't think. I don't think. I think so because I used to watch Adam twelve to your, to your childhood. Yes, to my childhood. I was going to say, I'm yours. giving you credit of your childhood and not saying, like, your mid-20s. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Mid-20s? Wait I'm a here minute. For you. I'm here for you, buddy. <laughs> that show was on in the 70s. I wasn't in my 20s, you dick. <laughs> so, as you know, I've been off work for 10 days. Yeah. 11. This is my 11th day off. I go back to work tomorrow night, which will be Friday night. And then I work four in a row because I'm working Monday night for a buddy who's going to be in a bachelor party somewhere out of state. Oh, that's nice of you. Yeah, four 12s in a row. Not sure I'm going to – 
I, I mean, I'm rested because I haven't worked in 11 days. <laughs> Tomorrow you won't be. No, that's why tonight I'm just going to relax because uh, I've been busy uh, doing house stuff, which we'll touch on later. But uh, I feel like I get hit by a truck, so I'm going to do the podcast, and I'll probably edit the podcast tonight. Yeah, Maybe I, throw I, uh, something on the CNC while I'm editing. Yeah, I, I feel like I've been hit by a truck, too. So usually on so this is like I got off work at seven o'clock this morning. Yeah. And usually what I do is I come home, I take a nap for like three, four hours, and then I get up. It's usually like midday and we're ready to rock and roll. I can rock and roll the rest of the afternoon, family stuff, and then like I get kinda on a day shift schedule. Yeah. Uh, but not today. Cause we decided that we wanted to go to the uh Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk, which um, if you listen to the jingle, it's in the warm California sun. I, it's been they the have s- a jingle. It, oh yeah, dude. It, it's it's been the same for like my entire life, and I can't ever say Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk and Without not and not say in the warm California sun. Oh, and then I'll so randomly yell like yeah, and then I'll just randomly yell boardwalk because that's how it finishes. <laughs> so, as I'm sure our very intelligent, thoughtful listeners are putting together. I've slept maybe an hour today in the car, so I uh, may not make a lot of sense, or I just may no. start saying some shit. Well, you work eight-hour shifts, right? I work ten. Okay, so what I mean, time it's did not you 12. get up before you went in for your shift so last I night? So I actually, like, the night before... I, had, I got some decent sleep. I got up around. Actually, no. No, I didn't get decent sleep. It was the day before. I woke up at like <clears throat> like 3.30 in the afternoon. 3.30 in the afternoon. You go into yeah. work at 11? I usually leave the house around 7.30-ish. Start my shift at 9. Get off at 7 Oh, 9. 9 yeah. to 7. Okay. Yeah. Doing midnights when I was on 8s was easy. Well, it was easy for me, but not for my wife making the kids be quiet because they were little back then. Yeah. But I would sleep until I'd go to bed at like noon because I'd work 11 to 7, 11 p.m. Okay. to 7 a.m. And I'd go to bed at noon and I'd sleep till 9-ish. Yeah. So the eight-hour midnight shift, even though we do six days in a row before we get a day off, wasn't as bad as these 12s are for me. Yeah, twelve. So. Like you wouldn't think it. Like tens are, tens are doable. Uh, but like twelve, that extra two hours, like people don't realize how hard that is on you. Yeah, we had a lot of old guys saying, "I'm not." When we were we were taking a vote. Do they all? From, do they all do like a Murtaugh from? A yeah, I'm too, old for, I'm too old for this shit. Too old for this shit. I'm, they're like, I don't even want to be here eight hours. I'm like, well, then the <laughs> the hours isn't the problem. It's just you not wanting to be here yeah, is the you problem. You could always retire or quit. And they have. All those guys are gone. You know, when we, we've been doing 12 hours for, this might be the 13th year, I think, that our department switched over. So, you know, they, they liked the eight hours, which is, I could do eight hours standing on my head now. Oh, yeah. You know. What sucked, I think they were right about one thing. When you do the 12s and you get stuck working overtime, it's an 18-hour day. Oh, yeah. And that's, and I think they saw that coming, and they didn't want any part of that. Yeah, and that's, I mean. Just but they human. all had seniority, so they weren't forced. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I'd say it's like human performance. You can't 
you can't expect a person to perform at a, a competent level on that little sleep. Right. So, so, so how has your week been? Cause I don't, I don't have, I have no work stories. I didn't even save any. I'm done. So, I tapped out. So the week was actually going pretty good until last night. Last night was just like everyone got drank stupid juice and decided to do stupid <laughs> shit all at the same time. You know those nights, That's, right? Where you just go from oh, yeah. like priority call to priority call to priority call. Yeah. So, uh, no, the week actually started out pretty cool. Um, our Bureau of Investigations, so like the Detective Bureau, Mm-hmm. Uh, is putting on the second part of a of an investigations kind of academy because sixty percent of our department has less than five years on now. Wow, we have had a ton of retirements the last five years. That's and, amazing. Uh, yeah, so everyone's been replaced, but we can't like we're not also not boosting up numbers. So like it's basically we hire one and one retires. Yeah. Or, sometimes or you hire have. 16 and 16 get promoted to sergeant. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that stuff happens. Uh, so I was in that trying to gain a little bit of extra knowledge and maybe set myself up to uh, apply to one of the, one of the units when, uh, when my three years hits next month. And if I don't get into one of the units, I'll just go to be an FTO. Uh, no. so <laughs> Hold on a second. We had that discussion when you were talking about it, yeah. and I suggested you be an FTO first. But you yeah. sound like you're like, eh, I'll just be an FTO. An FTO so, is a very important part of the police it department. Is. It is. It demands more respect uh, than you're giving it. <laughs> so, no, so the way the reason I say it like that is we are always hurting for FTOs. We never have yeah. enough. So it's one of those, like, if you want to be an FTO at three years, like, you just basically poke your head in the FTO office and say, hey, yeah, I'd like to be one. And they go, cool. Unless you're so, a dipshit, they're not going to let you be yeah, one. Yeah, unless you're, well, I, I've i seen a few of them. <laughs> I, in fact, I that's, yelled, I yelled at good. one last night in front of his recruit. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, we'll get into it. But And, and I mean, I, I was a trainer in the military, so, like, I, I like training. I like training new people. I like seeing right. that development. Me too. Um, but at the same time, I also really – the whole reason I got into – like one of the main things I wanted to do when I got into cop was to be a detective. Like I wanted to investigate things. I wanted to put people in jail. And one thing I've quickly realized is working on the street, especially in a large agency, you're not following cases through all the way to completion. Some of them you can, but by and large, you're taking the initial. You're getting kind of – you're gathering – That's all we do. Kind of pieces – to the puzzle, you're throwing them all in the box and you're handing the box off to the detective who sorts through the pieces, puts it all together, and then kind of gets the satisfaction of seeing it through to the end. Right. So I kind of want to get in more into that stuff. So I'm going to probably start looking for, because our, our detectives are awesome. Like they'll, they encourage us all the time. Like, Hey, if you get a good case that you want to work, hand walk it up to us and we'll work with you. We'll help you, you know, like take that thing all the way through. So, well, I think I haven't really caught one that, where it's like, yeah, I really want to see this one through. But yeah, the rest you of will. the week. Yeah, I, oh, I know. It's it's just a matter of time. So we had one night this week where uh, I think it's a, a record. <laughs> it's definitely a record. For me. I'd never seen it before. <laughs> we recovered four stolen cars in one night in like a one square mile area. People called them in as a suspicious auto or you no. rolled no. up on patrol and they were dumped so, or what? So two of them 
were called in as like, hey, there's this uh, super shady dude like screwing around a motorcycle. I think the motorcycle is kind of stolen. Roll up there, run the plate. Sure enough, stolen. Leave. He calls and says, hey, that guy's back. and He's in a Toyota truck this time. So the we same jam- guy that was on yeah. a stolen motorcycle is now yeah. in a Toyota pickup truck. Yes. Okay. So we we jam over there because now like we usually when someone calls in like a suspicious person, it's like, okay, what are they doing? Are, are they are they actually doing something suspicious, or are you just pissed off that it's like two o'clock in the morning and they're fiddle farting around with their motorcycle? Right. So we jam back over there, and he's in the wind. Run the plate of the truck. Sure enough, stolen. So, so that's the second recovery. Yeah, so that's two recoveries. And this is in no particular order. Okay. Um, and then another one, just guy rolling around running plates. Another unoccupied vehicle stolen. And then we had a one an Escalade like, drive weird in front of our guys. And he's like, nah, I'm going to run that plate. A and driving sure enough, weird? It, yeah, it, like, it like made a random lane change. Okay. And then it's made another weird, random lane change. Okay, no signals? No. Okay. So they just, okay, that's weird. Let's run the plate, see what the deal is with this person. And get the hit. Nope, it's stolen. <laughs> so. Congratulations. Yeah, so we, took, so we took one person to jail. Just one out of the four. Yeah, one out of the four. But you know what? That, that other guy, we'll find. We'll, Eventually, I mean, he's going to yeah, be around. Whoa. Yeah, we'll get him. And he... He had dumped a backpack with a reciprocating saw in it, so he's he's stealing catalytic converters too. Catalytic. Yeah. Some may be off of Cadillacs. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I'm going off of an hour of sleep. I don't know words. Uh, it's okay. Uh, I like fucking with you. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened last night? Okay, so last night. Let me set the stage for you. All right. First of so, all, I just want to point out, we don't have a sponsor, but if someone like Black Rifle Coffee would like to sponsor us, you're wearing their shirt. I Well, I love Black Rifle Which you Rifle need coffee. to fill up on their coffee, apparently, because you're, you're tired. I, I do love Fresh Roasted Freedom. There you go, right there. <laughs> nice. So last night, uh, so every other week, we have a night where you work a different part of the city. Kind of change the scenery from where you usually are because we do uh, year-long shift bids. All right, so once so, a week you get put in a different beat? Every other week. So not every, just a okay. different not just a different beat. You're in a whole different part of the city. You're in a whole different district. Oh. So the district I work in now, we are south of downtown. Okay. You can go work south. west side. South. West side! It's still like, it's technically like city center, but okay. like geographically it's the center of the city. Uh, you can go work the east side, uh, the west side, south side, like wherever you can go. Like you have a little preference sheet that you can fill out online. Oh, you get to pick. Well, suggested. You get, pick? you get to say, "Hey, if it's available, I would, like I to would go here. love to work here." Okay. And you like almost never get it, but my boss does the watch list on the nights that we're moved around. It's called our whole night. Okay. So he hits me up. On my way into work, he goes, hey, um, do you want to work out in, like, the south side of town where absolutely nothing happens and you've been working the last few times? Or would you like to work downtown with a couple of the other guys from our team and him as a sergeant? And I'd always prefer to work with guys that I know. Right. E- even though I despise downtown. I was like, oh, I'll work downtown. 
what's the worst that could happen? Well, you like the familiarity of the crew around you, but other than that, yeah. it works crazy. Yeah, I, it's 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 a pain in the ass, and especially now with things opening up, all the bars have idiots yeah. in them, and you know, no. idiot, idiots are going to do idiot things. Yeah. So we we start out the night with a report of like a guy down on the sidewalk with some guy standing over him, going through his pockets, and taking like his gold chains and stuff. Like, okay, so we jam down there. And stop both guys. Well, one of them is just, he's... One guy's on the ground. You don't have to what? do much to stop him. Yeah. What? Hey, stay there. Yeah, okay, <laughs> he was, okay. He was, he was sleeping night-night. Yeah. So then my buddy goes north up the street to cut the, the other guy off as I run up after him. So we get him detained. He's like, oh, no, man. I was I was just checking on, on Jay Stone. He's, he's a boxer. <laughs> Jay and Stone. And it looked like somebody had knocked him out, but I was like, nah, man, ain't nobody going to knock out Jay Stone. He's a boxer. Okay. I, one, shut up. And then up. I took it. I was holding his stuff for him so it would yeah. be safe. So so I started taking off his chains because I thought it was maybe obstructing his airway, and I was giving him <laughs> medical attention. I swear, I cannot make this stuff. It was so great. Oh, that's He's awesome. like, I was giving him medical attention. I'm like, oh, what medical, what medical care were you providing? I took off his shoes. But wait, what? Okay, <laughs> what? You, you took off his shoes? That was the medical... Where did you get your medical training? A CPR paramedic. CPR paramedic. Yeah, he's a CPR paramer- paramedic, man. He's saving okay. lives. All right. So that- my partner's talking to the other guy, and he's being kind of a douchebag. The douchebag like, who was laying on the ground? Yeah. I was like, I'm fine. Leave me alone. Uh, that's my buddy. He, he wouldn't even tell us shit. that. He didn't even... Like, I didn't, I didn't, nobody took my stuff. All right, fine, dude. We're going to just cares at this point, you, right? Yeah. Are you fine? Do you yeah. need an ambulance? No. Bye. Okay. Well, we're going to leave now. And my, my sergeant showed up, which is weird because he usually doesn't show up to our calls. He's not a micromanager at all. All right. However, on this call, he was. <laughs> <laughs> it was his turn to yeah. be a micromanager. Like he just decided like, uh, like he didn't like that he was being kind of like he he's very protective of us. Yeah. He's like, I don't like that he's being kind of a douche and being uncooperative to you guys. I think we should identify him. Like, no, we don't Sar- need to do that, Sarge. I, Sarge, we're you understand? I know, and I know you know this because you did the watch list. We are rolling like four in every district, which is the minimum that we can go out with. Right. Like, you, we're gonna waste time running this bozo. Like, look, like you know what's gonna happen. You and I both. We've been doing this long enough. You, we all know what's gonna happen. He's obviously drunk. He's going to have to go to the hospital. Yeah. He's going to have some sort of warrant. It's going to not be citable where we would just give him a ticket with right, a new court date way. and be on yeah. our way. We're going to have to book him. And then we're going to be down to three. Yep. Like I, normally I like where you're at. I like where your head's at. I'm all with, I'm all with fine. If you want to be a dick, let's play. Let's play. Who can be the bigger dick? It's a by, dick by, match. by the way, undefeated. You're undefeated. Undefeated. He's like, no, we need an idea. I'm like, all right, fine, let's do it. You're the boss. Hey, bro, what's your name? He gives us some bullshit name. I'm like, all right, dude, I'm going to go get the little fingerprint thing. I know you've been arrested before. Wait, so you have a fingerprint thing? Yeah. It's called Stop a mobile, it. It's called a mobile ID. Hardly you do ever, not. Hardly ever works. It takes a little thumbprint. Boop, boop. No, that's only on TV. Nope, that shit works. It's awesome. Dude. It's, it's the coolest piece of equipment I have. Now and I'm 
fucking helicopters, <laughs> fucking fingerprint <laughs> things, scanner IDs. What I gotta come work out there for my it's, last eight months of my it's career. Awesome. Wow. You just come do like an eighth month ride along, man. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, get a hit. Hey, man. Oh man, that's not the name you gave me. Mm, naughty, See, naughty. What, what uh, happened was. Yeah, control, you clear for uh, his oh, real name? No. Yeah. Yep. Uh, are you you clear for some info? Yeah. He has three felony warrants. Five misdemeanor warrants. Holy moly. Yeah. He is a parolee at large. Which Not means, anymore. Which means he's absconded from parole. Which He's an absconded parolee. Which means that he was released from prison early for robbery, by the way. That's a and, victimless crime. <laughs> and then decided to uh, no longer check in. So, wow. Yep. So what I predicted... Happened. Came true, yeah. Whose whose arrest was it? Uh, we gave it to the senior guy so that he didn't have to go to calls. Oh, I guess that's kind of nice. But the junior yeah. guy should take that shit. Well, <laughs> the, ju- the junior guy took the paper. The uh, senior guy well, got to go sit on him at the hospital, so he didn't have to go to okay go to any calls, which worked out in his favor because as we're wrapping that up. We get a, a priority one call. So when calls come into a 911 center, they're given a priority. Priority okay. one is drop what you're doing. you got to dispatch it right now. Okay. Two is like, hey, we need to get to this ASAP. Three is we'll get to it when we can. Four, okay. four five, six is like, we'll get to it when we get to it, but don't hold your breath. Okay. So priority one, shots fired call. Two cars like chasing after each other, shooting at each other. Wow. So, jam over. Sure enough, we find a car shot to shit. No people in it. No people in it. No blood in it. That was the weird part. I guess that's a good thing, but then yeah. you can't track them down in a hospital. Yeah. So, uh, while we're investigating that, we locate like five shell casings in the middle of the street. Um, nice. So, we're trying to kind of figure out what our suspect vehicle looks like simultaneously. When they roll by. <laughs> I wish. Uh, so, one of the other sergeants in the city says hey i think i have the car because the only description we have was like a gray either sedan Sedan? or small truck well he's behind like a datsun well none of those are the same i know but you you know as well as i do (laughs) we don't get the best descriptions from people Uh, i don't know man it was a car it had four wheels right it went there was a door it had lights it turned left right here okay so he comes up, hey, I think I got the car. And he's like by himself. So I like sprint oh to I sprint to my car, take off like a pad out of hell all the way <laughs> to where he is. And we're in like kind of a pseudo pursuit. No, no, you're you've got long eyes. No, we did not have a long eye. We were <laughs> we were up on him. Come this on, was, I'm just using that for the first time. No, this was this was the pre pursuit phase. Oh, we okay. We couldn't tell if he was fleeing or just really trying to find a safe place to pull over. Okay. Until he went over the curb and into the creek, which is where all of the homeless people live. Oh, no. He actually so, went off the road into a creek. Well, so, well, okay. So it's a creek area. Did he have the duck from the Wisconsin Dells that is a car that turns into a boat? <laughs> no. Okay. So there's like all these walk and bike paths that yes. border the creek. 
So okay. he's driving on those. Oh. So we go in there. We're like, oh, well, I mean, maybe he's going to pull over here at his campsite. And he just <laughs> keeps going. Well, we can't at his campsite. Yeah, we literally can't turn around. Like it, these things are like their own little cities. It's right, you're just driving weird. straight now. Yeah, well, time no, to drive straight. Well, we're not driving straight. There's all kinds of curves and little. I mean, you're going. I should say forward, not yes, straight. Yes, we were driving forward. forward. Yeah, and there was no safe place to pull off, so we just kind of kept rolling. We're like, maybe he'll stop, but he didn't. <laughs> and then finally, someone said, "Like, we're not looking for a truck. We're looking for a sedan." Oh. Well, I can't really turn around, so I might as well see where this goes. <laughs> so that, was that not the guy? No, it wasn't the guy. That's hilarious. What was he doing? He was just a stolen car. <laughs> oh, that's the guy that pulled out in front of me a few weeks ago when I was yeah. on my way to a hot call and then was avoiding me thinking I was pulling him over. <laughs> and was running red lights, and I had nothing to do with him. Yeah, so. Okay. Uh, that's pretty while, funny. But while that was happening, another unit somewhere else in the city pulled over a car I think a, I have the car. With a cracked windshield, occupied oh. by two. Okay. Pulls him out, finds a loaded gun in the car. Ooh. Was he so, by himself? No, he had a woman with him. So we didn't know. No, if, no. Was your officer by himself? No. Well, he quickly called for, uh, hey, I need more people here with lights and sirens really quickly. Okay. I got a situation. Yeah. Uh, so he gets them detained, and we start putting pieces of the puzzle together. And uh, once again, called it. You're pointing to yourself. I am pointing to myself. I called it. I'm pretty smart. Uh, Just a simple, just a simple investigator, just putting two and two together. So, like, I'm hearing stories go back and forth between the two sergeants. And I go, I've already got this figured out. Mojas goes, okay, lay it on me. She is cheating on somebody. And that somebody... And not having it. Yeah. And wouldn't you know it? They rolled up on the guy she was cheating on and started shooting yep. at him. Yeah. And somehow she took a grazing blow to, to the buttocks. Oh, shot in the ass. Yep. So she needs were, a donut. There were, because it takes the pressure <laughs> off of one oh, cheek. Right. But there were endless. It's a donut. Endless Forrest Gump references. references. Something jumped up and bit me in the buttocks. Uh, but she had boy. a grazing wound to her to her butt and to her back, and uh, she wouldn't give it up that he he shot her by accident or, or anything. But we were able to recover a couple of bullet fragments, and we're gonna hopefully be able to tie the gun to that shooting, and then hopefully one of those bullet fragments to what went through her ass, 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 minus the meat. Yeah. I don't think they're going to. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, so that happened. And that took forever. Ugh. Finish that up. And then, like. Who's doing paper on that, by the way? Everybody. Everybody's taking paper on that one. Really? It's... Yeah. So you have statements. You have the main report officer. Right. You got evidence collection. But, you know, in their report, you did ET work? Well, we're all trained in evidence Are you collection. all state certified ET? Yeah. So we're Everybody. all. Everybody. Yeah, statewide. We're trained on evidence collection and, and all that. Like, the basics of it. Like, we're not going to well, get. Well, there's a difference if you're, like, did you go to a 40-hour 
state certified evidence training class or do you get had, evidence stuff in the academy? We get evidence stuff in the academy. Okay. And then right. my buddy is what would you call it an evidence tech or an ET? What I am. Yeah. So my okay. buddy is. So and he and I have worked this is the first shift uh in both of our careers that we have not worked on the same team. Oh and wow. we're, we're we're both kind of going through a little bit of separation anxiety. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like we're texting each other all the time. Like yeah. hey I'm like, hey, dude, um, for like shell casings, can I just throw them all in one bag? Or do they need to be all? No. He's like, no, put them all on their own. Uh, then you can put those individual bags into one big bag. Right. <laughs> it's a uh, lot. Okay. Okay. Cool. With, cool. Okay. All right. So my point was, you shouldn't have to do a report for that because. Well, I have to write on how the evidence uh, for chain of custody purposes. I collected the evidence. I then transferred it to this officer who then went and booked it. So that re reporting officer says, Officer Silvera collected said evidence. Yeah, but see, this, this guy really got under our skin. because he. <laughs> I'm created... just trying to save you some paperwork. No, I know. It's not a long report. It's, hey, I showed yeah. up to a scene. I collected a bullet fragment here, a casing yeah. here, another casing there, three more Handed casings over, over here. Officer Smith. I gave it to Snuffy over here. And Snuffy he went and booked it. it. Yeah. Okay. So, it, but I, we, I took a little bit of extra time because this is one <laughs> where it's like, we were sitting there going, okay, so we can't get him for the ADW, the assault with a deadly weapon. We can't get him right. for, like, we were going to see if we could do attempted murder. I mean, he's shooting I, it's at somebody. Plausible. Yeah, it's plausible. Hello. So right. he actually has a, he's not a convicted felon, so he's not a prohibited person. He doesn't have a DV conviction. He has two current DV cases. DV domestic violence, domestic violence cases that he's okay. currently that are currently being adjudicated. Yeah. Okay. But so, but he doesn't at somebody. Well, no, because anybody convicted of a domestic violence crime, no matter if it's a felony or a misdemeanor is a prohibited person from owning a firearm. Oh, right. Convicted, not charged. Yes. Convicted. You got to be more than right, just that. You got to be convicted. So, okay. So we were trying to kind of, Come up yeah, with, find everything you can. Yeah, so we to did. nail him. Good. At least, at least enough to hold him, because the the thing that we were concerned about, because I know what it what it would sound, what this would sound like to a lay person who doesn't understand the law enforcement world. If we're not able to come up with a charge that falls into the realm of a felony, at least in in the county I work in. Unless it's a serious violent felony, he's going to get booked into jail. He's going to be given a court date, and he's going to be let out probably about three to four hours later. Of course. What we wanted to do was be able to find a charge that would hold him in jail so that we could hand walk this report up to our, our assaults unit, say, here, he's in jail. Y'all need Have to kind of – you guys need to, like, kind of – get on a crime lab to start putting some pieces together for you. Right. Or do your gee whiz interview and interrogation techniques to get him to spill his guts. So after that whole debacle thing, Yeah. Oh, and this is where I yelled at an FTO. So a swing shift FTO. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And his recruiter there. We have one stretch of road blocked off where all the shell casings are. Okay. okay. West side of the street. From, I'd say, mid-block west is where all of the shell casings are. Shell casings, bullet fragments, all the good stuff, right? Okay. The east side of the street is clear. 
So there is a couple who needed to get out. They needed to move their car for whatever reason. This moron and his recruit, which I don't really blame the recruit because the recruit is in the first phase of training. Right. He's just trying to put his pants on correctly each day. Yes. I get it. They back this car out of the driveway, like guide them out, and then send yeah. them westbound. I'm cringing. Yes. On the camera. Right and now. I'm I stand there just <laughs> Stop! Hands, hands in the air and I I, I go, Really? Oh really? I go, Is this your first fucking time processing a scene? Is this your first time? FT no, not you. I know it's your first time. Him. Right. The FTO guy training guy. you. FTO. Have you never processed a shooting scene before? Because typically we don't have the cars drive through all of the evidence. What That's did he kind say? of a faux pas. He just shut up. So if I may, I have a similar situation. Oh, do tell. So when I went to the other By the way, we're only like halfway through my night. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, I'll keep it fast. Uh, when, when I worked out west at the other police department, they knew that I was on the, uh, that I had been with the major crimes task force as an evidence forensic investigator for 10 years when I went out there. So the town, the city that's just west of us had a, a shooting. So the chief and the sergeant say to me, hey, Mike, you want to go on this with me? Want to go over there? I need some help. I'm like, yeah, man, let's go. So we zoom over there. And it happened at an intersection where there was a house on the north north uh, east corner and then to the east of that there was a, a little store i don't know if i said this told you this story before but so i get there and there's shoes laying in the ground in front of the house because they took the victim who was shot there they took him away and then i asked the city officer who was there where's the other scene and they said oh in that store over there i'm like okay Who's putting up tape here? Because right now, as I'm standing here, there's cars driving down each street. There was a big shooting that just happened here. There's cars uh -huh. driving east and west and north and south on the corner. And he's telling me, I, I don't know. I said, you got to block, get some tape, tape this off in three blocks in every direction. You know, stop traffic from coming through here. And then he tells me, oh, I think that they must have been using a revolver because I can't find any shell casings. I'm like, all right, well, you're just looking in one spot. Well, so get this all taped off. I'm going to go over to the store and see he what's should, going on in the store. He should check the tire tread of the cars yeah. that all drove through. Drove by. So I go to the store, and I walk in, and they're, like, open for business, and there's, like, nothing in there. <laughs> I'm like, didn't – I said, where's the store owner? And they came out, and I said, didn't someone get shot here and was, like, laying on the ground here? Yeah, but we cleaned all that up. <laughs> like, you did what? <laughs> no, you can't. You did anyone take pictures? No, 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 we just we cleaned up. We had to get the store back open. I'm like, oh my god, they had an officer posted outside. I go, you can just leave, dude. You're not protecting anything. This crime scene's done. So I walked back over to the now, mind you, this isn't even my city. I went to help <laughs> and I get back there, and there's some patrolman who told me that they used a uh, must have used a revolver because he couldn't find any shell casings. He's letting cars drive north, south, east, and west at the crime scene. And I walk along the parkway just north of the street on the east side where the main victim was found. And I'm, I'm doing a grid search in the parkway between the sidewalk and the street. And I found six shell casings right on the grass. I'm like, what the, <laughs> who's fucking running this thing? So that happens, man. People that don't know, they just, I don't know if they either lose their mind or they don't 
they can't, they don't realize they can't critically think on how to preserve evidence. But yeah, why? Well, like it would be one thing if you if you don't have the experience of responding to those kinds of scenes because they're chaotic and yeah, there's a ton of stuff going on. But when you're responsible for training somebody else, yeah, that's horrible. in the response to these scenes. <laughs> Right. And it they weren't even one of the initial responding officers. They were booking somebody into jail when this call came out. They responded afterwards when everything was calmed down. Yeah. So it's not even like the stress level was through the roof. Right. But I just like so, it was one of those things of like you're training somebody. Please that, don't train that, them any further. That is okay. Yeah, right. I don't know. Seems wrong. Yeah. It, it was enough to make me just instinctively throw my hands in the air and go, are you an idiot? Touchdown. I, I mean, I know you're an idiot because you're demonstrating idiosity to me right now. Uh. So anyways, we, we, <laughs> we wrap all that up. This and, is just the first couple hours of the shift. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, by the time we're done there, it's like <laughs> two in the morning. All right. And I'm like, okay, fine. We go write my little supplemental about, you know, picking stuff up off the ground. And then, uh, oh, a carjacking, a carjacking. Let's let's go to that. That sounds fun. I'm buying. Yep. So we jam down to that, and sure enough, guy gets you know like a gun pointed at him. Says, "Give me the keys to your car." And he goes, "What kind of car?" It was like a Forerunner or something. Okay. So he goes, "Yeah, I'd rather not get shot." Right. Where was the setting? Outside of his house, at a store, gas station? Where was he? So he had just parked it. Uh, on the street in front of his house, he was walking to his home. Oh, guy comes okay. up, says, "Hey, nice car. It's mine now." Sure, I've got insurance. There you go. Yeah, here you go. So, worked that for a while, and then like it, it got to that point where like all of us were just like, "We're done." Uh, no, everything. We're not going anything else. Everything else is beat info. <laughs> yeah, you're on right. your own. We we beat got info. we got stuff to do. It's our Friday. None of us work here. And by the end, we're all like, <laughs> none of God, yeah. like we hate downtown. Hate wow, it. sounds downtown's pretty busy. Downtown is just it's downtown. And I think not, with all the like businesses and high rises and all that kind of stuff, it wouldn't be as crazy. No, but there's all there's always something going on down there. It's usually like it's not usually busy like that all the time, but man, when it jumps off, it jumps off. So that was uh. That was my week, and then I left all of that, came home, and went to the beach. And then you stayed awake all day. Yeah. Did you swim at the beach? No, we were going on rides the whole time. On rides, like um, yeah, they have like, like rides, like Ferris wheels and, and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a it's it's a pretty cool place. So if you live if you live in California anywhere near uh, Santa Cruz, and you've never been to the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk in the warm California sun, <laughs> you should go Sing there. It. Sing the song. I'll give you five dollars. I'll I'll PayPal you five bucks if you sing the song. And that's a promise. I, I gotta see if I can find it because it, it's like it's a catchy. This is a one-time offer. You get the five bucks now to sing the song, or you don't get it at all. So it's just I'm trying to think if there's any other part to it because the other part I can remember is just at the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk in the warm California sun. Boardwalk, <laughs> and that's how it okay. ends. That's how the commercial ends every single time, and I love it. I cannot uh, not do it. It's in your head, man. Since you've seen it so many yeah. times, 
and it's never changed. Why would it? It's a it it's works. A, uh, it's great. Right. It's classic. It's a good jingle. That guy made a mint. Yeah. Although I put him out of business because he didn't have to write any more jingles. Yeah. <laughs> it was just one. <laughs> one he and was, done. He was too good. Yeah, he was too good. What was his name? Uh, from Mad Men. What's the main ad executive's oh. name? Oh. What's his name? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Did you watch? Did you watch the show? Yeah, uh, like here and there. I I watched it because I kept hearing all this amazing stuff about it. Oh, you got to see Mad Men. It's 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 an amazing show. You know the the uh, set. To, you know um, the sets. You know so John Hamm. Oh, Don Draper. Yeah, that's what it was. Don Draper. John Hamm plays Don Draper. I was going so. all over the place. Like in my head, I was going John Taffer, but that's Bar Rescue. And then I was going Jake Tapper from CNN. Like, what the hell? Like, it's some Tapper, variation. Draper. Yeah, it's yeah. close. There's an ER at the end. Yeah. All right, so that was your week. Yep. We have just a few news stories. So uh, I know we weren't going to do a lot of news stories, but since I didn't have anything to talk about this week at work, I thought we'd just bring up a few things. And the first thing that I thought was intriguing would be that a judge ordered Minneapolis to hire more police officers on Thursday after residents banned together and sued the city in August of 2020. Hennepin County Judge Jamie Anderson mandated local leaders employ 730 sworn officers by June 30th of 2022 after it was found that the projected number of police officers for June 1st, 2022, which would be 669, was in violation of the city's charter, which stipulates the area must have 0.0017 licensed peace officers per resident. What's cool is, cool for me, because I'll never go back to Minneapolis, which was a city that I actually really enjoyed going to many, 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 many it, years ago. It was a, it's a beautiful city. I mean, I'm not so much yeah. now, but... Like even just like five years ago, it was a beautiful city. The Minneapolis Police Department had roughly 740 officers with 66 on leave in some capacity in the summer of 2020. And then that whole incident happened with that hero. What's his name again? I don't know his name. I never, yeah, there was some, some big, big to do that happened there. Yeah. And then they saw record numbers of police officers leaving in mass quantities due to that whole incident. And well, well, yeah, because didn't, didn't they say they didn't want police anymore? Like, yeah, they, they don't need police. They defunded them. They were them. like, yeah, we like we don't want them. They're bad. But now they want them, and even a judge is like, dude, you guys got to, like, you have to. I think it's hilarious that they're being ordered to hire police oh, yeah. officers. Well, I will but... give them this. They at least committed to, hey, we're going to defund it. We're not doing it. And it took somebody saying, like like a judge going, you shall hire you this shall. many. Like you sh- like this is a an order from a judge to get yeah. Popo. Give, and in get a, 12. In a related story, uh, one of my friends had sent me a picture of a building – where is it at? I'm going to bring it, it up. It was in, uh, I believe, Toledo, because I know exactly yes. what you're talking about. The Struck George, by lightning. The, the George Floyd mural destroyed by lightning. So one of the pictures has, like, Jesus giving thumbs up. One of them has the Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. The, coming the through memes, the wall. The memes are hilarious. <laughs> I uh, 
So good. But isn't now if that, we could just get those statues to be blown up. It, isn't that something? Isn't that, right. isn't that just something? I don't Not, know. Not one vandalized. That was nope. that is what that is what we would call that's an, that's act, an act of, of God. God. <laughs> We're right on the same page. Act of you, God. You try to file that insurance claim, what are you gonna file it under? Act of act God. Of God. Yeah. Not vandalism. Not natural disaster. Act of God. That's good I'm just news. I'm just saying. I'm not I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying. So I, one other thing I really want to kind of touch on, and this is where like my one hour of sleep brain is tying <laughs> yeah. in. I love so one I, hour sleep brain. Oh yeah. There's no it, filter. You play it real fast and loose. Yeah. So after after George was met with an untimely death that I think we all agree was didn't deserve to die in that way. Uh, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend that he was a good human being or a role model for anybody or even a martyr. But what, what came after with the American flag being burned? And that's one thing that really pisses me off because uh, someday when I die, that flag is going to be draped over my coffin. It'll be taken, it'll be folded up, and it'll be handed to hopefully one of my children and not my wife. Hopefully we're both like the same time, go. So that, that flag means something to me. It, me and several other people, or not several other, several hundred thousand. Thousand, right. You know, throughout American history right. are willing to die for what that flag represents. And that flag re represents opportunity, it represents freedom, it represents hope and something that that's going on. And it's really been kind of bugging me because I've seen a lot of just anti like Americans that are anti-American, which is mind blowing to me. They say like the flag represents oppression and all this other heinous shit. Right. So about what was it, about a year or two ago, we had the Hong Kong issue where the people were rising up and for lack of a better term, revolting against the communist government there. We had the same deal happen in Venezuela. And we're having that happen right now in Cuba. So the Cuba thing I'll touch on because it's happening right now. Okay. The Statue of Liberty has written on it, send me your tired, your poor, your hungry. Uh, I can't remember the whole thing, but basically send them here. We are a place of refuge. Now, we do have borders. We need to actually create some sort of process for people to come across legally. But if you're seeking political asylum, you meet the requirements. We, we, need, we have a moral obligation as a country to provide that to people who are especially being mistreated, like is happening in Cuba, or like has been happening in Cuba since before I was born. Right. For the United States government, to come out and say directly to the Cuban people, do not come here. You will be turned away. Like, do not take to the seas. Do not try to come to Florida. Do not come to America. We got nothing for you. Is appalling and against everything this country stands for. The reason why I brought up those three countries, they all have one thing in common. There was one symbol that they all used during their protests and it was old glory. It was the stars and stripes, the red, white, and blue. 
people were holding up the American flag because throughout this planet, the United States of America is a beacon of hope. And we, I mean, it's said all the time in history books and everything. America is the world's greatest experiment. We tried something that's never been done before. And it's working out pretty well. Is it perfect? Hell no. Do we have room to grow? Yeah. We're like, right now, our country is, in the grand scheme of the world, a teenager. Yep. Right now, I think we're at the crossroads of trying to figure out what the hell we want to be. And if you talk to people who have come from communist countries, who have come from corrupt governments, they all say the same thing when they get here. It's like, these idiots are trying to turn this country into what we just left. Yeah. I challenge anybody out there find me one example of communism that has been successful it doesn't exist in the history of the world it does not work it leads to massive corruption and a massive mistreatment of the population and when you get countries like china and venezuela and cuba these are all examples of governments that no longer fear the governed which ties into a gun law that was passed recently in San Jose, California, where you have to pay a gun tax and carry special insurance. And if you don't pay that fee, the city wants to come. They're going to come to your door and take the gun, try to take Hmm. your guns. People should be very weary or very leery of when the government... No, weary. Weary, leery, everything. You should be fucking concerned Yeah. when the government tries to disarm you. The government should fear the governed. Keeps them in line. Yeah. That's why we, that's why the Second Amendment is the Second Amendment. That's why it's not the Tenth Amendment. That's why it's not the 26th Amendment. It was right after being able to peacefully protest, say what you want, all that stuff. That's option one. That's the carrot. Option two is the stick. Yeah. So that's my. One hour of sleep thought. All right. Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I tend to agree. But I haven't had, I've had a lot of sleep, so I don't. Yeah, so your filter's in place. (laughs) Yeah. Although I'm sitting here yawning. Yeah. No, it's just, it's something that I think, like, I, I know our show's not intended to be political. But I think if we don't, if we don't have these, if we don't have these conversations, that's you look back and you go, when did it start? Like, why didn't we talk about it? it was, everyone was just too afraid to say anything. Well, we like everyone's been saying, well, we need to have these tough conversations about race and everything. Cool. We also need to have these tough conversations about what the hell we want our country to be in terms of values. So just a thought. It's a good one. I have them every now and then. Every once in a while. Well, I had another article here about the 11 guys that were arrested in Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, these Dumasses. The Dumasses. Mm-hmm. They even have a name. Is it but Dumas? They were, Dumas, they were seen at 2 in the morning on the highway slinging it's rifles. I want to know who called that in. Hey, there's 11 guys on the side of the road. First of all, what are they doing on the side of the road? Yeah. But uh, there's 11 guys on the side of the road standing with long guns slung on the interstate highway. And weren't they flying the a flag? From what I'm reading, they've all been charged with the unlawful possession of firearm, unlawful possession of ammunition, use of body armor, and commission of a crime. But what's That's the, thing? the crime? What's the crime? Just 
slinging the guns on the interstate. I don't know. Um, High-capacity magazines, improper storage of firearms in a vehicle, and conspiracy to commit a crime. This kind of sounds like one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies, Minority Report, the pre-crime <laughs> unit. Right? I mean... That would be awesome to have. Pre-crime. They think this these people are going to commit a crime, so they arrested them. <laughs> these guys are going to be a problem. I can feel it. <laughs> now, they most likely are going to be a problem. Well, they've been a problem but, in the past. Yeah. I've, damn it. I had the name of the of their group. We had just talked about it, something M-A-A. Yeah, it's like and now I can't Moors find it. Or something like that. So The Moors. Well, anyways, the Moops. The, the Moops. moops. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody watches Seinfeld? It's a Seinfeld reference for all of you. That I, I hope people are getting that because they don't uh, want to have to explain it. So... No, the, but these guys are like they're similar to sovereign citizens, but they're not. Like they reference some centuries old treaty that we have with, I think it's like the Moroccan government. <laughs> I, Moroccan I swear, government. I swear. Like I went down a, a YouTube rabbit hole on these guys one night. And it was Did you like, really? Yeah, because I had never heard of them. I was like, I need to know more about this. And these guys reference like some some treaty that we had with Morocco, like. In the 1800s, about it's, like free travel and stuff, like they're somehow like yeah. distantly tied to people of Moroccan descent. And All right, think which carries can, no weight in the United no, States, by the way. It carries none. Like, and, and well, I love the the excuse that like sovereign citizens are these guys give. Like, well, I'm traveling. Uh, yeah. yeah, I get that, but you're traveling on a government. Like, this road is owned by the United States government. A driver's license is a license to operate a motor vehicle upon those roadways. You register your vehicle with the Department of Motor Vehicles to be allowed access to those roadways. You know, do that, you know, get access. It's a privilege, not a it's not a right. Simple. It's really easy. They recovered two AR-15s, hmm. two pistols, a bolt-action rifle, a shotgun, and a short barrel rifle. Oh man! Short barrel rifle. An SBR. Oh no, yeah, that's a, that's a scary gun. This funny part: this nine of them ran off into the woods. Oh yeah, like these dudes. Like if they weren't doing anything wrong, and they believed that there was the right to be there and do so, why would they run off into the woods? Well, did you hear what where they were going? They were they were traveling for training. Yeah, they're going to go train. They were going to train. So, hey, why? It's the Moorish. Moorish American Arms, M A A uh, Moorish, not the Moops. Yeah, the, the Moors. They just act real moopy. All right, enough of those bastards. Yeah, they're dumb. So the you Denver will? thing. Yeah. So at the hotel, the yeah, maid walks was... in, sees several long guns laid out on the bed. First of all, poor housekeeping techniques on the person who rented the room. Right. Like, <laughs> Going to uh, lay out all your long guns seriously? on your bed. Like People steal uh, shit from hotels. You know how many hotels time. I've worked at? All the time. I work security at like five different hotels, and the people that work there are always stealing shit. You're going to leave all your long guns out? It's amazing. Well, and, and look, if you're going to commit a crime, like just be better. Like th Think it. Maybe put up the do not disturb sign. Like, hey. Right. I don't we, need service we, I today. don't need a turn down service. All I my know, guns are out. I, I know they probably <laughs> called down to the front desk and said, look, we want one bed tucked, yeah. one bed no tuck. So that's and one tuck, one no tuck. 
another Seinfeld reference for anybody that got it. That's right. But yeah, if, I mean, and, and I know the big thing was like everyone was afraid, like, oh, they're going to shoot up the MLB All Star game because like, room with a balcony, they yeah. can see Coors Field from there. Like, yeah, but like from what well, I understand, like the it wasn't like an actual like viable shot from where they were with the equipment that they had. Maybe they yeah. didn't have a Barrett fifty cal. Yeah, they weren't like with a scope on it. It's it's not the movies where you just be like, okay. I'm like six miles away. Let's aim just a little right. bit high. Yeah. Like, no, you, come on now. And but this so. is the second one that, you know, we had the uh, Iowa guy that was in Chicago that brought a rifle up with a laser scope. Well, let's face it. Chicago, if you're going to go to Chicago, beach. you need to bring. You do like, need firearms. You, you need a long gun. You need a yes. secondary sidearm and you need body armor and probably a medic kit. Yes. Like, that's just, you're going to Chicago. There was a a rifle, a ballistic vest, a duty belt, requesting a room with a balcony coupled with the fact that the 2021 Major League Baseball All-Star game was happening there. Yeah. So that's very interesting. But you said. Yeah, from what what I saw is the authorities were able to determine that the All-Star game was not a target. And what they're thinking is this guy was going to go full on family annihilator uh, because he was having some home issues, okay. uh, like going through a divorce or something. And he was just going to wipe out his his whole family. Wow. Like, if I can't have you, nobody will. Well, the four people that were charged look pretty scary, by the way. Well, they're scary people. They're Not doing, all of them can look scary like Ted Bundy. You know, yeah, like there, there's murderer. Ted Bundy is a one in a million. Yeah. Like, you don't get a lot of good-looking, like, mass, mass murderers. murderers. I know. It doesn't. It, those two things are kind of mutually excu- exclusive. Like, if you're good enough to actually get laid, like, you're not going to be real, like, homicidal. Right. So there's a f- a two more things I wanted to touch on. Well, <laughs> one's let's an talk, observation. Let's, let's talk about your rapper. Oh, that's just, <laughs> I know, let, I got kind of yelled at for thinking that it's amusing. Uh, well, okay. So, because did he die? Oh, he did. Okay. Well, I mean, he got I shot sixty-four 60... times. <laughs> hey, oh, how many times did Fifty Cent get shot? I don't know, but not sixty-four. Okay. So hold so, on a second. I mean, I was going to say, if you can survive sixty-four gunshot wounds, that's that's instant street cred. It's sad that he's dead. I'm sure his mother is very upset. His family. I'm sure he was a wonderful young man. Did you see is... the tattoo on his neck? That's a bullseye. I wonder if they actually they hit, hit him it? there. I don't know. I didn't see any postpartum pictures. That's hard to say, postpartum pictures. Yeah. Uh, but first Is of it all. postpartum or postmortem? Oh, it's postmortem. <laughs> postpartum is, maybe he was pregnant. He had his, his wife was pregnant uh, and he was depressed. So he had postpartum depression. The, the thing that's, that's hilarious about it, it's not that he's dead. It's, so you and I both have dealt with gangsters and gang-related shootings. Mike, are gangsters accurate when they fire a weapon? <laughs> Fuck no. Okay. They shoot so sideways. In order to hit somebody 64, 64 times. 64 times. 64. Well, they found at least 59 shell casings on the 2700 block of West 27th Street. So well, 26 there, in California few, is where the jail is at. There's a few unaccounted for if they found 59 casings and he was shot 64 times. I'm not a smart man, but I know that there's... At least five casings unaccounted for. Yeah. Well, here's a couple of things I find interesting. One, of course, he's a rapper. 
I don't know how all these people have become rappers. And then he's going to get on the news saying, oh, rapper KTS Dre. That's his rapping name. That's No, see, he's not going to hit it big because all the big rappers that hit it big start with Lil. L-I-L. Lil Wayne. Lil yeah. something. So not KTS Dre. Well, now he's hitting it big. Well, he can call himself Lil Holy. Lil Holy. The shooting. He could be a Christian rapper. Landre Sylvester, 31, who's known by his stage name, KTS Dre. I would rename myself, too. He was wearing a monitoring device on his ankle. Why would he be wearing a monitoring device? Well, he was being released because he was out on bond. What? Um, Two guys... Witnesses reported that two armed men stepped outside a vehicle and started shooting Sylvester, striking him in the face and chest. 64 times, apparently. 64. Like, I always kind of I'm I guessing that joke that overkill is underrated, but good God. One of those, <laughs> the, the missing five shell casings were from a revolver. Ah, yeah. Did anybody check the grass? Or tire tread? <laughs> no, cars were driving by, picking up shell casings yeah, all the, the whole time. It's fine. It's totally fine. And First of and, all, they rushed and, him to a hospital, which seems a little bit like a waste of good taxpaying money. I, in all honesty, our, our paramedics would probably just walk up and be like, dude, he's dead. Yeah. Like, he's, he's dead dead. Like, I now want a ham re- and Swiss cheese sandwich. Do you, <laughs> do you want us to mess up your crime scene? Because he did. <sighs> like, he was released from a felony gun case. Boy, I bet you wish he had that gun. I want to know who tipped off the two guys that showed up as he was being released. That's my actually. That's my serious question. Well, here, who here in the jail serious, tipped them off? Well, then my serious question becomes: two shooters? Yes. That's a that that is a shoot, shoot, shoot some more, reload. Or John shoot. Wickett, man, you've got like. Guns uh, everywhere, well, and you're just well, I mean, pulling out guns and putting them uh, back, and or you've got like a hundred round drum, which I'm pretty sure like Chicago is not a fan of things of that nature. Oh, those things don't exist in Chicago. Oh. It's just made up stuff. So then they shot him sixty four times and had enough time to reload before. Well, let's see now. Like they weren't using <laughs> a, an ASAP. They weren't using like my Kimber. Well, they uh, weren't Colt. Well, they also uh, no forty fives that hold them. only eight rounds. They were using shit that had like seventeen round nine millimeters. Probably okay. Right? So, well, all right, let's hold on. Right, let's do seventeen some math. times seventeen so is thirty. Seventeen, yeah, plus seventeen, thirty-four plus seventeen, right, so fifty-one. So we're at three mags. There, yeah. Plus seventeen, there we're at sixty-eight. Okay, so well, don't forget about mag- the five revolvers. Well, the five revolver ones. So, so. They both got two nine millimeter fully loaded two mil, nine millimeter hands in, in, in their hands. They're shooting two guns at once. John John oh, Woo in okay. it. Yeah. Right. John Woo. Boom 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 boom. Yeah. And they're just John Woo in it, and they both unload full seventeen round clips, and then they don't have to reload. They just come out with two guns each. Oh. Okay. You know who John Woo is? Yes, I know who John Woo is. All right. And I there's just, a. I, I would go with John Wick because I think more people will actually understand what the hell well, you're talking about. Well, John Woo was a director, and if they saw no, the movie SWAT, when, which is a fantastic movie, by the way, but when Colin Farrell runs it, the course. It is and then, fantastically horrible. No, it's great. <laughs> and then Samuel Jackson goes, no role? Oh, he says to Samuel yeah. Jackson, no role, Hondo? And he goes, the only role in John Woo movies. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Uh, and then the last thing I did, you see the officer who played Taylor Swift while they were sticking cameras in his yes, face? Yes, I love this. He's not the only one that's done this. There was a there was a sergeant down in Southern California that did the same thing, and it's hilarious. I love it. I love I want to do it. it. I love it too. And if people don't know what I'm talking about, there was a sheriff who was trying yeah. to, uh, what do you call it? Shoe. <laughs> a sheriff who was trying to shoo some protesters away and they were video recording him. So he just put his fo- pulled his phone out, played Taylor Swift, put it back in his pocket and continued to talk to them. And then they were smart enough to realize that, oh, now we can't, we can't post this on YouTube because it'll be pulled immediately because it's got copyrighted music on it. Yes, and that is what is so brilliant about this. Oh, it's He's awesome. playing copyrighted music to prevent them from putting it up on social media. I, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, Alameda County Sheriff Sergeant who played Taylor Swift on the courthouse steps in <laughs> Oakland. He's going to be investigated now by the higher-ups, of course, because these well, yeah, scumbags put in a complaint yeah. against him. I, I didn't see the video, but... Did it, oh, it's fantastic! You should watch what, it. I did, sent you the link. Yeah, I, I just I haven't had a chance because you know. Yeah. Last night was a little hectic. Um, Tonight, when you get a chance. What song it was it? Oh, let's see. <laughs> I hope it was that song. Like, why you gotta be so mean? Because that would be, that, like, I would just be done. That's a walk off. That's a walk off. Oh, blank space. Ah, oh, that's a good one. But I think why you gotta be so mean would be better. Or shake it off. I think that would be fun because you can't shake you can't listen off. to that. You shake can't hear off. that song and not like dance around a little bit. Like, I know at least a little head bob. He goes. You can. The deputy said to them, "You can record all you want. I just know you can't be posted to YouTube." <laughs> Here you go. Record me while I play. See, for me, it would be Van Halen or Kiss or White Snake yeah. or something. You know. But I'm gonna start using it because I carry my phone in a pouch on my vest. Yeah. I'm just gonna, I don't have to stick it in. It's right there. You just turn it I where usually, the speakers are pointed up and then you just let it go. What I normally do is I put my phone, I clip it on my vest, and I mm-hmm. I re- push the record button on it so I'm recording video so without it's like anybody a little, knowing. It's, a it's my body own personal cam. body camera because if I get murdered, at least I'll have it on video. I don't care if they have yeah. my phone then because I'll be dead. So, right? Oh, my favorite thing is when people come up and they grab their phones and they're like, I'm recording you. I'm I'm recording you and you and you give me your badge number and i just point to my body cam and i go that's cool i'm recording you i'm recording you recording me right i have a little larry light and if you don't know what they are look them up little larry and Mm -hmm. it's a stick light it's led it's still a stick pen light which is bright as fuck and I put that on, and people think it's a recording camera. Like, I, like our, <laughs> like your, the body cams have bright lights that emit out, so you get yeah. everything in. Well, you want to get so, the, the right lighting. So, anyways, I just push that button, and they think I'm recording them. That's awesome. It's also really fun to take like a thousand lumen, or a couple flashlight? thousand lumen yeah. flashlight, and just bam, strobe it right in their eyes, right in their, or face. into the phone, or yeah. right into the phone, and just like it messes up their shot. Yeah. Stop shining it into my phone. No. I'm making right. sure that that's not a gun so I don't shoot you. I'm doing this for your safety. And my own. All right, so we we had one other thing where some guys in Vegas Metro were on an elevator putting someone into custody. They had him handcuffed behind his back, and he stuck his finger down one of the officer's holsters, which his weapon was holstered, and pulled the trigger and shot the officer in the leg. And then the other officer got hit with some shrapnel. 
which yep. I just wanted to bring some attention to. And you had mentioned that holsters that have duty lights on them sometimes allow for that. You could stick your finger in there. So the way that the holster has to be shaped so that they, you can actually fit the weapon mounted light in around the trigger is not as tight as, say, a holster without it. So we actually had something similar happen at my agency about a year ago where to go hook this guy up, the struggle ensues. He's able to, he actually grabs the officer's gun, doesn't get it out of the holster, but his finger works its way in between the firearm and the holster. And he's, he was able to actually discharge it. Wow. While it was still in there. And thankfully, like nobody got, nobody got hurt. Well, he did. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He went to the hospital. No one got struck by a bullet, but yes, he got hurt. Nobody was struck by gunfire. Right. Thank but you. somebody was struck. He got by, hurt. By hands. Yes. A okay. lot. So I hadn't I hadn't seen that before. Um, yeah, so if interesting you, to me. So if, if you're a cop out there listening that you have a weapon mounted light on your gun, as I feel like all cops should, it's twenty twenty one. They're not super expensive and they're a great tool. And it lets you shoot more accurately at nighttime because you're not having to fiddle fart around with the stupid FBI or the one like up on your head that puts a target right on your dome. Um, but unload your gun, put it in your holster, and just wiggle your finger around there and see just how much room there is. Like you, you would be, you're going to be shocked. Yeah, I told you in our pre-show that I, I got rid of that holster and I don't, my weapon light is now in my duty bag. So if I have to do a building search and stuff, I just grab it and throw it on. Yeah, I wanted to get a pouch for it on my vest, uh, so I can stick it on. But especially since I'm back on nights again, but uh, I never tried that, so I don't have that holster anymore. And yeah, I've but tried I'm going to share that with my friends at work because it's yeah. So I've tried it with the Safari Land holster. You can 100% get your finger in there. Even the okay. new um, I run the new Alien Gear duty holster that they came out with, and same thing. I can get my finger in there. I was looking so. at that Alien Gear holster for my Sig. Or my, I carry the P220, the 45, or my Kimber, 45, because I didn't care for the holster that I had before with the weapon light on it. So, if you like that holster with the weapon light, right. I don't think they made it in the. I don't think they made it for my uh, my 45, the Kimber, 1911 at the time. Yeah, maybe I, they, they only, do now. Initially, they only rolled out a couple of models. I know there's a Glock 17, like a lot of Glock ones. I think Sig. <laughs> Well, if they make one for a SIG, I might. Yeah, but I I know that almost every cop that I've talked to that has it loves the dang thing. It's, I'd like to put my 1911 back into into rotation, but not without a proper holster. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's the um, the retention's great, and the ability to disengage it. I have a big thumb. Yeah, I don't have to like. It's not one where uh, the safari land where you have to push down and then rotate it forward with your thumb. With the Alien Gear one, you press one button down, and it shoots the hood forward. Then you pull the other one back, releases the retention around the trigger guard, and then you just pull it out. Well, my thumb's big enough to where I can disengage both in nice. one motion. Oh, I, I forgot what mine. I have a Blackhawk. That's what I use. Okay. Blackhawk. Yeah, and the I, I had the Blackhawk when I was in the military where it was okay. kind of the same thing where you had one button to push, hood would fly forward, and then and you had, had the another finger one release. on... on Basically, yeah, like the finger the released side. by yeah. by the trigger guard. Right. And you yeah. push that 
pull it out. It's similar to like the Blackhawk like um, Taser holster. Okay. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, but I, right. I love the uh, I love the Alien Gear one. You can get it with like a hood for if you ever wanted to put like a red dot sight on it. So our master range officer retired, and my buddy Dan is trying to get the department to start looking at allowing us to carry weapons with a red dot sight on them, which would be fantastic. I shot Dan's at our last training last month with the red dot sight, and it's amazing how accurate the weapon is with that. So I'm hoping that our department allows us to do that. Yeah, there is a bit of a learning curve, and I know a lot of departments are adverse to it because it looks it looks scary. I don't care what it looks like. I understand that. I, I know. Either. We're not in the political I'm, correctness thing. I want to make my I'm shots in, I'm in the better. business of making us more effective. I'm in the business of saving lives. <laughs> no matter how <laughs> grotesque you think I may be, yeah. I save lives. Uh, so, all right, let's get on. Now, I was all excited because we didn't have an officer killed in the line of duty until today. Yeah, unfortunately, there's actually a situation developing down in was it uh, Texas and uh, Lubbock. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to read this story real quick for you. Uh, one law enforcement officer was killed and three others were injured during an ongoing standoff with a barricaded individual about 30 miles west of Lubbock, Texas. The Lubbock SWAT team responded to the scene around 2.15 p.m. today, which is a Thursday, and it is July 15th. Sergeant Josh Bartlett, the commander of the SWAT team, was shot shortly after arriving and transported to Covenant Medical Center in Levelland, where he was pronounced deceased. Three other officers were injured and transported to a hospital in Lubbock for treatment. Two of them are in critical condition according to the Justices of the Peace and Constables Association of Texas. So I just wanted to pay tribute to Sergeant Josh Bartlett and give them our prayers and thoughts today. And hopefully the other two officers that are in critical condition yeah, uh, pull through. come out of that pull through. There were also no canines that were murdered this week. Thank well, that's God. That's good. Yeah. I was really excited, though, to see that nobody had been taken this week until that story came yeah. in today. So it's rare that we get a week when we don't have that, which would be phenomenal. Yeah. And when we, we get multiple weeks. Yeah, when we get more more details on it, we'll, we'll share Definitely. what we know when we know it. So I, I have a, a, a bunch of heroes of the week. We can do, like, two and save two for the following week. All right. Who you got? All right, so the first one is a whole team of law enforcement and EMS personnel who, using ropes, lowered a rescuer 30 feet down a cliff to a man who was stranded on a ledge. Not unlike the movie Man on a Ledge with Sam Worthington. <laughs> he chose to be out there. This guy did not choose to be out there. Nevada County, California. Hello. Do you know where that's at, Nevada County? Yeah, it's out by Nevada. 
That's funny. Rescuers <laughs> pulled a stranded bicyclist off of a treacherous cliff early Tuesday morning in rough Sierra County terrain. The Nevada County Sheriff's search and rescue team was called in after a California Highway Patrol helicopter couldn't extricate the mountain biker from a cliff near Butcher Ranch Trail. The rescue team hiked to the cliff, making voice contact with the man at about 2.30 in the morning, but a nearby waterfall prevented them from communicating with him. So using ropes, the team lowered a rescuer about 30 feet down to the cliff, who was stranded on a ledge about 30 feet above the ground. So the original rescuer was 60 feet above the ground when they lowered him down. Miraculously, the subject only suffered minor injuries and was in good shape aside from being extremely cold, the rescuers stated. So they fitted him with a harness and they lifted them both up to safety. So, and then there's a disclaimer by the rescuers. When riding the backcountry, bad things can happen to good people in the blink of an eye. <laughs> rescuers wrote, Use advising people system. to carry a GPS locator with them. That works. If this mountain biker's crash would not have been witnessed, it is likely there would not have been a thumbs up at the end of the search. So that's, God bless those guys for doing that. It's tough stuff. Yeah, and then I had one where these group of people down in Alabama had this guy tell a story that he needed to get back up to Indiana because, like, one parent was dead and the other one lost a limb. So they gathered up some resources and put him on a bus, and then they found out it was all bullshit. No. Oh. He, was, he was lying to them. Oh, <laughs> man. But... But it, it's the thought that counts. It's right? the thought that counts, and they were actually they got him on a bus and got him out of their fucking jurisdiction. So he's someone else's problem now. But it was a, it was a nice thought, right? Yeah, and at the very least, they solved the problem for themselves. <laughs> yeah, and and then one I really wanted to. There was a fight. Some officer pulled some guy. Michigan police officer pulled the guy from a fiery crash. But the one I really wanted to mention was an off-duty law enforcement officer saved a two-year-old girl from drowning. They lived five houses away. The woman whose husband was on vacation uh, was at home by herself with her daughter, and she was out in the backyard, and then the, the daughter got away from her, ended up in the pool, and the mother was couldn't get to a phone, so she was screaming for help, just as this police officer, Brian Wilson, not the member of the founding member of the Beach Boys, but he's actually a police officer, not the former closer of the San Francisco Giants either? Nor him, no. Dang. But they, she was yelling out for help, and he and his wife heard the screams and then ran down to the house. And he was able to, when he got there, her face, she was face down in the water. Yeah. So jumped in, immediately began um, CPR, and then EMS showed up shortly after that. And they continued, and the girl made... A full recovery. Two years old. Outstanding. It's incredible that the mom is calling the officer saying that he was an angel sent from heaven at that time. Just happened to be pulling up outside his house, heard the yells, ran down there. The officer of nearly 26 years said he's performed CPR a few times before, but never on a young child. He said he couldn't have been performing CPR for more than a minute before medics arrived, but it felt like an eternity. Looking back, Wilson said he wasn't sure if Carmella would live, but that didn't stop him from doing everything he could to save her. He said, at one point, I felt I was doing it more for mom. And we know that feeling, right? Oh, yeah. 
that's yeah uh, yeah thankfully it's never been on a kid but i think with a kid you and i are both in agreement that you work on the kid until oh yeah you physically cannot work on the kid anymore right and he said it was emotional i have kids of my own so he goes my heart just broke so god bless him he should also be our badass oh and your dog is thanking him as well yep 21 bark salute 21 bark salute so that's it. That's what I've got for the week. How's your woodworking going this week? I'm going to burn this damn dowel table to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, so for those of you that were paying attention last week, I mismeasured or misaccounted for. Misremembered? The, uh, like, yeah, misremembered. I almost remembered, but then I forgot. So... I had to more or less remake the tabletop and ended up having to rip down some construction grade one by fours to make my one by twos. And one of these pieces, well, not one, it, it was, I think, several of them were so warped and twisted and bowed and cupped and every type of defect you could possibly have. That the the three quarter inch spacing that I had went on one of them went started out at three quarters of an inch. And by the end of it, 30 inches later was down to an eighth. Oh, my God. It was just, oh, my God. So is your dog tap dancing? He's like he's doing this weird thing where he like kind of pussyfoots around like he's going to go through the dog door. Yeah. But then he just like all he does is just like move it a little bit. And then like the little metal uh, <laughs> magnet thing like slaps back. He's like, duh, 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 duh. there he goes. Uh, he and made then it somebody, Yeah. And then somebody else set off a firework in Hill Park again. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I love that damn dog. But sometimes sometimes I wonder about him. <laughs> we all do when we have dogs. Yeah. So so that was frustrating. And then I ran out of dowels. Oh, so even if I could have figured out how to correct that issue, yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't have actually joined it together because I didn't have any dowels. And then I went to the local hardware store because it looked like on their app that they had some, some of the right size <laughs> dowels in stock. But, but, they, but they didn't. So What is your then, local hardware store? It's is it an Ace? ace? It's oh. an Ace. It's the helpful it's, hardware place. Yeah. And they, I mean, I, I usually don't expect much out of them. Like, I'll go there for, like, wood glue and, like, kind of, like, if I need a quick saw blade or something like that, they usually have something in stock or... Okay, quick, I feel Ace is now the redheaded stepchild. It really is, and it's it's so frustrating because I like it. Like, everyone there is wonderful. They're, like, it's great customer service, unlike the, the orange store stores. and yeah. the blue store. So you don't have a green store by you? No, we don't have Menards out here. Okay. But the nearest one to us, one of the big box ones, is like 15, 20 miles away, which is not a huge deal. Okay. But when I was – because I'll, I'll check traffic, especially if it's on the weekend. Because it's right next to – The fact that you actually have to check traffic sucks. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and like I said, it's – California, baby. Yeah. Well, yeah, for the most part. But especially where we are – this city is growing faster than it should, and they don't have the infrastructure to keep up with this many cars on the road. 
funneling into a major interstate. So, like on the weekends, I'll check it because it's the main uh, or it's the main freeway to get to the Bay Area or to Monterey Bay. Okay. And, and on the weekends, people are traveling it all the time. So I checked it, and it was going to take me like an hour each way. Oh God! And I was like, no, no, I'll just one morning I'll stop off because I drive past it on my way home from work. So stopped. They think the Orange Store thankfully had the right size towels. They usually have a really good, at least by me, they have a really good selection of dowels. Yeah, I, you know, I had never actually needed to get dowels before, so I was, I was oh. kind of confused. Like, I did wonder... you buy oak dowels or pine dowels? Or I just bought like a little pack of like these. I think they were kept over with like the trim pieces and stuff. So okay, just real quick, I didn't put too much thought into it because it was after work and I was tired. And I wanted to go home. I wanted to go to bed. Right. And then I took advantage of the Rayobi Days deal. And got the last, because my shop gets, or my garage gets hot. And I don't have any air conditioning or fans out there. So I bought one of their, the two batteries. And then I got the uh, their little fan for free, which is nice. So I have the, I was able to get the one by twos from Home Depot and then the dowels. And now it's all sitting out in the garage. And tomorrow when I wake up, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to pray to the shop gods that everything... <laughs> <laughs> lines up because if it doesn't I might have a small mental breakdown and then just oh join everything with pocket holes and call it done yeah and, and uh, we had talked about it in our pre-show she doesn't care I mean you were no. trying something different because you want to learn and expand your woodworking capabilities but if you have to do that to get the job done then I guess you just have to do that yeah and my big thing is uh, we're leaving uh, next week, uh, just for a weekend. So I'm not gonna have any shop time next weekend. I want to get this done like this weekend. Like I want to have that thing, like by the end of tomorrow, I need to have it sanded and stained Oh, geez. so that, so that I can do finish on Saturday night, at least get the first coat of the, um, spar urethane on. Right. And maybe get a second coat in before I go to bed and then maybe do, because it's going to be on her like uh, apartment patio. She's going to put like her little portable grill on there. And so I want to get that. I want to get probably like four or five, you know, coats on there. Yeah. And like just kind of with curing time and everything, if I can get two coats on Saturday, maybe another two Sunday and a final one Monday morning. You got a plan. Yeah. And then I can probably deliver it to her on my Friday before I head to the airport. Okay. So that's kind of, that's what I'm shooting for. Cause I would, I really want to get that to her before I leave. Cause I don't like, I don't, I don't know. I don't like leaving things and then no. like going on a vacation and then coming back and it's still not done. So my latest issue is, with this order for a bottle opener for the uh, chief warrant officer too. So this woman that's ordered this from me, it seems like it's been a month since we finally figured out a design. And then I made the bottle opener and I showed you on our Instagram live. Yeah. And the boxes, they're too close together or something. So tonight I'm going to engrave, I repainted a new bottle opener. Tonight I'll put the aura mask on it. I'll re-engrave the boxes uh, bigger, repaint a 
a new bottle opener itself. And uh, that's pretty much about it because I did get another flag order from the police department that I did some prior work for. It's my fourth piece. They actually want two things. They wanted a baton, which I told you guys about. I'm hoping I can have someone turn a baton for me that they give away at retirements. And then uh, a new flag. So he's. I gave him all kinds of uh, options. You know, it's funny when someone says, hey, I want a flag. And then I go, okay, do you want a red, white, and blue flag stained or painted? Do you want red stained burned stripes with blue uh, stain? Do you want black and white, black and burned? Do you want a blue line flag? You know, I've got like 40 options if you buy a yeah. flag from me. So then he's like, holy shit, I'll have to get back to you on some answers with your flags. So what but. I've started doing with the, the flags and stuff, I, I kind of have, because I've been coming up with a, uh, like more or less a menu. <laughs> okay. For, uh, especially for the Christmas time, because what I'm realizing is like taking a custom orders like I did last year, like just like it, people would hit me up and say like, hey, can you build X? And I go, yeah. And then I'd spend forever trying to figure that out yeah. all while I'm getting flag orders in and those are falling behind. And I was, I was getting kind of stressed out. So what I'm doing this year to alleviate that is I'm going to have a cutoff for custom orders and then I'm going to have a menu. But the reason I bring that up is that I have what I call like a fancy flag. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where it's, I put like a chamfer on all the edges and all that and there's no burn and it's just, it, it's very, clean okay. crisp yeah and all that so when people w would hit me up for a flag i go okay do you want like a thin line flag or classic and then and like and i'd send him a picture of like okay a or b and like for like burn no burn like a or b burn or no burn okay this one okay cool and, and just move on of like, yeah. So they can kind of see it because I I used to do the same thing where I was like, okay, well, do you want X? Do you want this? Do you want the do you want the Betsy well, Ross? Do you want the 50? to me? I'm making the flag from scratch anyways. So my Etsy page has drop down menus, you know, for all of them: burn, stain, painted, whatever. So I don't mind giving them that option since I'm every flag I make is custom anyways. Yeah. I don't have now. I know a bunch of flag makers that just batch out. American flags and have oh, them yeah. already ready. I don't do that because I don't sell a lot of American flags. I sell a lot of blue line flags and I can't just make, plus I'm usually engraving an officer's name on it. And I engrave that stripe in the CNC on its own. I don't do it while it's the whole flags in there. I only do the whole flag in the engraver for the stars. I haven't mastered out how to set it up to where it's exactly if I'm just doing the name across there where it would well, be, be on the program tough, just the, the yeah. size of the flag right so i do that name stripe separately or any other engraving separately then i glue it up it's already engraved and then i those things are engraved then i engrave the stars i stopped doing a solid union because my miter saw is not square mm. so until i build a table sled or buy like a, an incra or harvey miter gauge I just do the 13 stripes and engrave the stars on that. Yeah. I like the more solid-looking union, but I can't yeah. get it square to the rest of the wood, so yeah, I don't do that anymore. I, I Honestly, I use the miter gauge that came with my table saw, and it works out pretty well because the, the union's not 
that big. No, do you put so, a piece of hardwood on the front of your miter gauge? No. You know, to, ex to extend it? Yeah, no. You do not? Ex nope. Okay. You rough cut a piece. Yeah, so I'll rough cut one at the miter saw. And then bring and it over then, and... And then once I get... Because, I mean, we all know that, like, buying one-by-twos from... I don't buy one-by-twos. Well, I do. <laughs> Sometimes when I... Like, it depends. Because I'm also working with smaller cars. It's just easier for me to get one-by-twos than it is for me to try to figure right, it out. Right, yeah, you don't have a truck. Yeah. So... But I have done it a few times where I've ripped down like one by sixes or one by fours down to the right, right. size. But with the one by twos, what I found, what we all know is that they're not consistent. So I would have some unions because I, I would cut them out of a one by 12. Right. And what I'll do is I'll get all the, all my stripes laid out and I'll dry fit everything together. And then I'll just make a mark where it needs to be cut down on both ends vertically and horizontally to be square to these specific okay. boards and then i'll just take it to the using that miter gauge and just hold it slider through i might try that uh, i have a few flags on order i don't know when i'm going to get to them because i'm doing this remodel you know i i spent yeah. the last 11 days all but one day when i went to a, a birthday party for my niece on Sunday, just working in the house. You know, I do a lot of drywall, a lot of mudding. I'm not a professional mudder. So I, I, always, I always put too much mud on, which requires much more sanding, which requires more mudding, which requires more sanding. Well, we so know you're it, not a mudder, you're a fada. I'm a fada. So it takes up more <laughs> of my time. Uh, what normally would take someone professionally to mud it in two days, it usually takes me like, you know, a week. A week. So I got... I'm about one day away from having the bathroom primed because I have to do some finished mudding, sanding and stuff, and then I can prime it, and then it's good for my uh, brother-in-law to come in and do the tile. And at the same time, I was doing wainscoting downstairs in the hallway, the foyer, trying to figure it out to go up the stairs, which I was mentioning. And after, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Bao because Bao texted me after our uh, IG Live tonight, and he sent me an article on how to do the wainscoting going up the stairs, how to figure it out, because I, I was, I'm having this issue with the distance being the same. So anyways. Uh, I'm telling you, you got to take into account the coefficient of the tangent as it relates yeah. to the rotation And the, the rotation earth. of the earth. I know, I'm yeah. trying to get it. I just I can't get there. <laughs> Second shout-out I wanted to give, to give out this week was to 516 Woodworks, uh, David Franklin. He had messaged me about uh, me trying to clean up the... the uh, the flag for the big police department that I'm doing that wants the badge and the patch both engraved mm -hmm. and on black with white lettering and stuff. So he, he sent me a tip, which I knew about, but he didn't know I knew about it. So I wanted to say uh, thanks to David for sending that to me. I appreciate it. That's it. I got no much stuff going on in the, in the shop because I'm too busy doing the house remodel. Yeah, dude, I'm super pumped because in about two weeks, we're going to be starting the demo. For the kitchen. Oh, for remodel. the kitchen? Oh, yeah. God. Here, I'm going to do so, this for you right now. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. give you the blessing there. Yeah. So we're going we're, we're gonna to start demo on the buffet so that I can build out. We're, we're trying to do this in phases. So phase one is going to be demoing out the buffet and building out the pantry. Okay. The oversized pantry. That's phase one. Phase two will be uh, the epoxy countertops and 
backsplash. Good luck. Well, I, I've watched several YouTube videos. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure I know just enough to really get in over my head. I'm sure you do. <laughs> Andy Bird just did a epoxy countertops for an outdoor grilling station. And he's got a video for it on YouTube. I will, I'm adding that one to the list then. So check out Andy's video because he, it was a lot of work, but yeah, uh, so he's got some great tips on there for you. What's going to be nice about demoing out the buffet is it's the same tile countertop there as it is throughout the rest of the kitchen. So I'm going to get a sneak peek at what's underneath it okay. so I can figure out if I have to just do all the prep work to bring everything level as far as the tiles go, or yeah. if I'm going to be able to just break them all up, rip them out, maybe throw on an, uh, an extra piece of plywood to kind of level everything out and then pour the epoxy over. So there's... So you're going to do like a deep pour. You're not going to do like plywood where you pour epoxy over that. Yeah, it's going to basically be, it's going to be more or less a, f a flood coat. Okay, not a form. Yeah, no, we're not, we're, okay, yeah, we're so not going to yeah, form it up. Yeah, we're not, okay, getting, Andy we're did not that. getting wild. All right, Andy poured that. Yeah, because yeah. that would cost you a ton yeah. of money, by the way. Yeah, so the way I figured with the, um, if my math is right, which it may not be, <laughs> yeah, I think we figured for, for the epoxy to do the countertops, it's going to be around 900 to to 1000 bucks, okay. which, I mean, is cheaper than getting marble or, you know, the, the type of stone that we want with the look of it, because we, we like that marble look. Yeah. Especially with the color that we're going to paint the cabinets. Okay. And then after the epoxy's done, the backsplash is done, I'm going to be building out about 30 <laughs> shaker cabinet doors. Yeah, I feel your pain because I need to do the same. Remember yeah. we were talking about the doors and the drawer fronts. How are you going to yeah. do drawer fronts? You so the drawer fronts, the way these drawers are, are made is the drawer front is glued onto the drawer box. Yeah. Through a slot. So... Do you have to do new we're gonna, drawer, drawers? Well, here's what we're doing. We're going to first do the cabinet doors. Yeah. And we're going to see how we like those doors with the current uh, drawer faces. Yeah. If, if just paint and, one and see how it looks. Yeah. And if it looks fine, then we're going to just sure. leave it. Change the hardware and you're done. Yeah. Um, okay. If we don't, then I'm building Draw about, 20, drawers. About, about 20 drawers. <laughs> Yeah. Which isn't, it is, it's not terrible. It's just going to be tedious and yeah. a lot of repeating the same stuff. But on the plus side, I'm going to get to go buy a data stack. Hello. <laughs> so that'll be fun. I'm surprisingly like Annie's looking forward to it too. She's going to be helping out a lot because I'm making cool. her. And then the final phase will be doing the flooring and painting the cabinets. Okay. And it's going to, I, we think it's going to look pretty good. We hope it looks good because we've picked everything out ourselves. <laughs> 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 so this is our like one shot at trying to design something ourselves <laughs> uh, that's awesome i'm getting excited because as soon as i finish this effing bathroom i can start hanging up lights recess lighting and get a ceiling back up on my the whole first floor oh yeah that'd be awesome so yeah, we were talking about um shouting people out and i wanted i had two as well i wanted to shout out frank thomas over at uh, big hurt code yeah over at uh, Tin Code Custom. Yeah, Frank's a good guy. Yeah. I'm not going to put his business out there, but he's standing up for what he believes in and could not be more proud of him for it. 
is an awesome dude. Yeah. Awesome I maker. Hope he's, yeah, I, I totally agree. So kudos to Frank. And then I wanted to give a shout out to Jonathan uh, J.R. Back. Oh, it, yeah. This guy is just like he's the most helpful human being I think there is. Or oh. if not one of the most helpful. Like if you ever have a question, you can send him a message and he will get right back to you. I actually 100%. have to get back up there for a, a barbecue. Yeah. It's I mean, just he, north of me about an hour. Oh, man. Yeah. Buy a plane ticket and come hang out with you guys. Yeah. Um, no, just a super cool dude. Marine vet. Just, I mean, just crushing. He's got, he's got a little one-year-old son that. His is, son's adorable. Oh, yeah. And he just, he's out there just absolutely crushing life and taking care of his family and like. He's a bricklayer by trade. Yeah. And he's, uh. He's got a fantastic shop. He's renting space out right now, and he's thinking about expanding. They used to store boats and stuff in there, and then he made an offer to the guy who owns the property, the building, yeah. about taking over that storage area and moving his shop into there. He's got a great setup. Yeah, and uh, I mean, the, it seems like it seems like every other week he's got some sort of adversity that he's having to overcome, and he does it with a smile on his face and is just happy and pleasant and just just one of the. He's just an awesome person. I. I'd, Jonathan's a good dude, yeah. man. I really like him. I met him, uh, I think about 18 months ago, I put together a Midwest Maker meetup. It was supposed to be last September. So I got in touch with a bunch of people that I was following with on, on Instagram, Jonathan and Sang and Dave Tom, or Dave Glass and we, a whole bunch of people. And I organized a get-together here in the Chicagoland area. And we had about, I think about 25 people that were going to be coming from Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, Ohio, you know, uh, Illinois. And uh, then COVID came. And wrecked everything. Wrecked everything. So we moved it to this fall, but it's just still not going to happen this fall. So I'm hoping that we get that out um, next spring. It'll be good, you know, distance away from COVID. And we can get everyone back together. But that's how I met Jonathan, and we've kept in touch ever since. Like I said, I'm building a friendship with him. We went up there. I've been to a shop. He helped me out on that uh, big board I was making for the police department. And he's just a great guy. I love him. Yeah. So, so those, those are my shout-outs for the week. All right, cool. So that's four shout-outs that we got there. Well, because I think we missed a couple, so we got to make up Yeah, we, we've missed a few. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was a lot of uh, good shout-outs. Uh, where I think we might be caught up for the, for the time being the last few weeks. We gave out four, and they're all great people, so make sure you guys go and follow them. And I'd like to say thank you for listening. Thanks, Brandon, for holding up the podcast this week with your week at work since I've been lazy and not working, which is making it really hard to go back tomorrow night, by the way. <laughs> it not it always hard to, like, the first day back from any oh. length of time off is just like, ugh, yeah, I and don't, I don't want to. I'm only looking forward to going back because I need rest because <laughs> I've been working my ass off at the house. So I'll go back to, but I'm going back on a Friday night, which most you likely we're not going to be a rest. No, <laughs> we'll be busy for the next two nights. So remember new episodes of the handcuffs and sawdust podcast are released every Wednesday. Please subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts available everywhere except Apple. Brand, did you have any uh, words of wisdom for us this week? Words of wisdom, I don't think so, but I do apologize for the technical difficulties in the last episode. That was 100% my issue. It was a shit show. 
Yeah. Well, would That's we all right. do it? Would we do it any other way? You know, it's funny. Speaking of shit show, I'm watching Succession on HBO. I'm rewatching it because nice. the season three is coming out, and I don't know if you're familiar with it. But Brian Cox and Kieran Culkin, it's a fantastic show. I, I've heard one, of the show, but we don't have, we, we we don't have HBO? For HBO. Okay, well, one of the episodes was just called Shit Show at the Fuck Factory. <laughs> 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 and that's what was our deal last week. I was trying to eliminate. You didn't have a working mic. We had all kinds of background noise, but it, it came out okay. Yeah, I, we did I it during the it. middle of the day. It was it was interesting. And we did it during the day, which we're not used to. So yeah. All right. So uh, if someone wants to send us questions, well, you can always DM Mike at mm midnight maker on Instagram. Uh, you can DM the show's Instagram page at uh, handcuffs and sawdust podcast, or you can send me one over at Full House Woodworking on Instagram. And look, guys. Trying to make this really, we're trying to even incentivize it. All right, you send us a question, attach your address, you get a sticker and you a shout even, out. You don't even have to deal with the hassle of sending a sticker back, nope, and forget about it for six months and then feel like a raging asshole, right? You just get soon one. we'll have soon we'll have t shirts to give too. You hear that? We're gonna put. Merch. Clothing on you. We're going to have some merch. We are going to clothe you. Hats, okay? T-shirts, stickers, mugs maybe. I don't know. Just ask a question. Any question. You can ask what question my underwear are. I don't care. No question is off limits. That's right. Ask and away. You, you can also send one to Handcuffs and Sawdust Podcast at gmail.com. I'm getting there. <laughs> okay. God. Send an audio of your question. That would so, be cool. So you guys can disregard Mike. Okay. <laughs> He's old. He forgets what huh? who's supposed to do what. Okay, he does all of the hey. We went to the we're at these places everywhere except Apple. Even something called Deezer, which I'm still not convinced is a real thing. It's a great app. I have it on my phone. I know you're you're the you and I are the only ones listening to this damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> but you can send us an email. You can send an audio file via electronic mail. To handcuffs and sawdust podcast at gmail.com. You do that, I'm going to give you some of my stickers too. I could use one. Have you given me? Oh, I think I have one of yours. Yeah, I gave you a sticker like you were like one of my first stickers. Last, yeah, last year. After I won your, um, one of your oh, flash yeah. giveaways with the uh, with the flag. You still have that? The, yeah, I do. It's sitting, it's mounted up on my awesome. uh, sticker wall. Cool. I have a little thin blue line thing I made out of scrap one by twos underneath it, and then all of the uh, stickers awesome. around it. Very cool. So, if I ever move out of this house, I have to actually like cut the drywall out and take it with me. And take it with you. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. All right, everybody, stay safe in the shop and on the streets. Peace. I'm going to bed. Woo!